Hello and welcome to the Weekly Confessional. I'm your host, Mark, and your better host, Yesenia, uh, will not be joining us. She's had to step away for her own personal reasons, you know. Um, this is not a choice that she wanted to make, and being honest, I know for a fact that she definitely wanted to continue the podcast. She really enjoyed sharing her stories, just like I do, um, so that's why I'm going to continue on. I do also want to say thank you to the listeners who have been sharing the podcast with people. We really appreciate it. Well, I guess I really appreciate it now. I'm going to have to get used to that. And um, I really want you all to please try to send in your stories, even if they are not like major confessions. Everybody has like small little confessions. Um, I'll share a quick one. Uh, I do this weird thing where I'll make random noises when I'm by myself. That's an interesting confession I can make. Like... If I'm completely alone, I will randomly start singing or yelling something for no apparent reason. It's kind of weird, but I'm 95% sure I'm not the only one. So, moving on to my first story for the day. It's about um, this person, RKGK13. They posted it on Reddit. And um, they were in a relationship with somebody for about 10 months. Apparently, her partner that she was with was an amazing partner. He took her on all sorts of really cool dates, like something called an Oban Festival. Don't know what that is. Um, He took her to a special old Star Trek movie showing, which, if you like Star Trek, that'd be great. I've never really been into Star Trek, but I'm sure sure I'd enjoy it. Um, An art museum you know, road trips, basically, he was the bee's knees. Now, for his birthday, she decided she was going to be the one to surprise him. She wanted to give him a great date because, obviously, he's been doing a wonderful job with her. So he planned, so, I'm sorry, she planned a picnic at a beautiful outdoor conservatory, and they were going to walk around, and then they were going to go to the Butterfly Conservatory, which is... If you don't know what that is, it's a, a glass dome and it's got a bunch of butterflies flying around and, you know, you they're really pretty. Something I would love to go do one day. So they went. And the Butterfly Conservatory was actually a special place to RKG because she had gone there when she was younger. So she really wanted to share this part of her life with him. And so they go and they're walking around and it's great. And he's she's holding his hand and she leads him into the dome. Beauty and the Beast style is what she mentioned, which, you know, romantic, cute, adorable. And when they go in there, she notices that he kind of freezes up and, you know, gets really close to her arm. She's not really sure what the deal is. And when she asks him, he's like, mm, I'm, I'm fine. But obviously he wasn't. So, he when they were walking around, he kind of muttered to her that why would people come to a place to let disgusting bugs land on them? Well, a, a little bit later, a butterfly lands on RKG's hair, and her her boyfriend freaks out, screams, "Oh God, it's in your hair! It's in your hair!" And before she could figure out what was going on, he was gone. He bolted. He left. He was like, no, thank you. I'm not having anything that you're serving. He ran out the door. And apparently, when you go to a butterfly conservatory, they're supposed to check your clothing to see if you have any butterflies on you. And he didn't care. He was gone. He left. So when she eventually finally caught up to him, and he was by a a duck pond actually throwing up in the garbage can. 
And apparently he has had a childhood um, phobia of moths. So she literally picked the worst possible date that she could take him on. Which is definitely not her fault. But, you know, things happen. Um, It's kind of weird not having somebody else to tell me a story back. But the next story that I'm going to tell you all is easily one of the creepiest stories that we've told. We've told some weird ones, but this one, it really threw me for a loop. So, I'm not even going to tell you the Reddit account because the guy said it was a throwaway. And if you don't know what a throwaway is, that just means that it's just an account that he created specifically to tell this story and then move on. So this story is that this guy, I'm going to call him Jeff. Uh, Jeff was dating this girl named Debbie. And him and Debbie were, you know, they were having a great time. And Debbie had this friend named Sarah. So one day Jeff and Debbie are hanging out with Sarah. And he sees Sarah unlocking her phone a few times to take pictures. And he eventually memorizes Sarah's pin code on her phone. So he kind of saved it and he went home. He wrote it on a note, put it away and waited for his opportunity. Eventually, when they went to the pool, Sarah and Debbie did, Jeff decided, okay, I'm going to go ahead and go through Sarah's phone. He found apparently a jackpot of nudes, videos and messages with this other guy who was photos and response you know they were consensual it was a good time between them but apparently so just some background Jeff was dating Debbie and Debbie was hot but apparently and he says this himself Sarah used to be a fat chick and now Sarah was hot which means that I guess Sarah's less of an asshole in his eyes um so he decided that he was going to come up with this plan a very slow plan but a plan nonetheless to get Sarah so he starts by breaking up with Deb kind of over time but maintaining contact with Sarah okay he he eventually cut things off with Deb completely but was still friends with Sarah and part of his plan was to also create this alter ego online called Vanessa now he used Vanessa to basically blackmail Um, the other guy that Sarah had been talking to. And he used this fake account, Vanessa, to tell him, hey, you need to break up with Sarah or else I'm going to leak all these pictures and videos that you sent me. So the guy decided that he needed to break it off with Sarah. It was a long distance thing anyways. He was just like, it's not worth it. But when Vanessa did the same thing to Sarah... And just for clarification, Vanessa is the fake account that Jeff created. Sarah wasn't backing down. She protested. She was not having it. So Jeff decided he was going to change tactics. He made Vanessa disappear for a while until he could get his hands on Sarah's phone again. This time he put the pin in and he downloaded this spy app to keep track of everything that Sarah did. A few weeks later, he recreated the Vanessa account and he came back armed with conversations that Sarah had been having with other people. So while tracking Sarah and her reactions and her suspicions, she, I mean, not she, he, Jeff, wanted to show that Vanessa wasn't actually a real person. Now, 
all of Jeff's friends know that he is a, a technologically literate person. He's good with technology. He knows these things. And one day he was talking to Sarah and she breaks down telling him that she's been having this long distance relationship with this guy and that somebody hacked their phones and they've been blackmailing them and she doesn't know. So she asks Jeff, who created these fake accounts, if he could help her. And Jeff, of course, is like, yes, I will help you, Sarah. Trying to pretend like he's some white knight. So he made it look like the long-distance guy created this fake account, Vanessa, and was trying to blackmail Sarah into all this messed up stuff and somehow convince Sarah that this is what happened. Now, Sarah left the guy, and of course, who looks like the hero because they caught the culprit of Vanessa, Jeff does. So after Vanessa disappeared, because of course... Jeff is going to delete the account and pretend like it was the other guy that did it. Sarah decided that she wanted to date local. And now she decided to start dating Jeff. Well, apparently this all happened four years ago and Jeff and Sarah are married. Jesus Christ. I mean, it comes to a point where you have to realize that you never actually know who you're marrying. You know, I've, I've always said that anybody who's ever been eaten by their significant other probably never had the thought cross their mind that their significant other might eat them. Okay, so this next story I thought was particularly pertinent. Pertinent? I'm going to say that's right. If not, just tell me. Um, is pretty relevant because in society right now we have a lot of people who are sexually harassing others and not recognizing boundaries and not understanding that... Just because somebody doesn't say no doesn't mean that you have consent. So this guy, Rete, met this girl on um, some dating app. You know, she said that apparently she was only up for a hookup. She didn't really want to date anybody. So he took her out. Then they went back to his place. And apparently his roommate and three of his male friends were there. And when they left, you know, they were left by themselves. She stayed pretty quiet. He said that he asked her if anything was wrong while all the guys were there and that she said no, but she was fiddling with her phone, which that's if you're in a social situation with somebody new and you're sitting there on your phone, that's kind of a clear answer of I don't really want to be bothered with people. And he asked her if she wanted to watch a movie and she said, OK, so she starts talking about how she needs to leave when the movie starts. He says he joked with her about her promise and she laughed and he laughed. And then he moved in to make out with her. She isn't into it at first. And he asked her if she's okay. And she said that she's okay. Of course, this is, you know, who knows why her response would be that she was okay. It might be that she didn't say this at all. And he's just trying to make himself feel better or sound better. But, you know, she's still on her phone. She's not really responding. And he keeps trying. And then he says that she's into it. Mm, I strongly doubt that. I don't think she's been into it at all. I don't think she was into it from the beginning. I just think that she is scared and going to be like, okay, fine, let's get this over with. So apparently sex happens and he goes to take a shower and when he comes out, she's gone. His back door's open, she left. And he drove so she didn't have a car, so she bolted. And 20 minutes later, police come and they arrest him. And... He's, like, shocked that she says that she felt unsafe and that she said that he raped her. And 
you know, they came in, they found her underwear there. Apparently there was blood in it. And he's saying, like, oh, no, I don't know how this happened. Rattay has no idea how this whole situation has come about. And I feel like all of you listening see the same thing I see. I mean, it's so clear and obvious what happened. And, of course, he's in denial because he made this post at all. And he even called it false rape. And he just doesn't have the mental capacity to recognize that just because you didn't chase somebody down in a forest to grab them, rip their clothes off, and hold them down does not mean that you didn't commit rape. Now, I do think that we are starting to come along as we, you know, grow in our um, understanding of this. But I also think that, like, how can you not see that is not okay? He even says in there that she wasn't into it at first and that she said that she didn't want to and that she asked to leave. And then you're shocked when she says that you raped her because you did rape her. It's not her making a false accusations. You know, I do think there are some scenarios where people um, do make accusations that are not real and that, that makes people not want to believe real victims. But the reality is, is that that's such a small amount of people. And for us to say that, oh, well, this person lied, so everybody else must be lying, that's just not okay. So I thought that story was disturbing on many levels. I don't know what happened. Apparently, this was actually a deleted post that somebody had archived and that I found. And the person who posted it has not updated anything. Because this was the only post that they made and they left it there. Okay, so I hope you all don't mind, but I'm actually going to have to cut this episode off here, you know, with Yesenia leaving the podcast and me having to try to figure out what this looks like solo. I don't want to just ramble on and on. It's kind of, it's kind of weird talking to yourself and not having somebody else to banter with and to discuss this with and to tell you when you're wrong you know it's I'm here I'm making comments but then somebody might listen and be like no you can't say that or you shouldn't say that if that happens please do me a favor send me an email um, theweeklyconfessional at gmail.com or leave a comment somewhere and let me know Um, as always please continue to share the podcast it is still going to come out it is still going to grow I refuse to give up on it. I enjoy telling the stories. I enjoy finding the stories. Um, and I really appreciate that I have people that come every week and they listen. Also, if you see a story that you want me to talk about, um, please send it to theweeklyconfessional@gmail.com. I am actually very interested um, in having you all help me find these stories. It takes time to find good ones. And I know I'm missing so many that even I just want to know for myself. You know, every story I find when I read it initially, it has to be one that hooks me in. And that's when I'm like, oh, my God, I need to share this with other people. So please do that and have a wonderful day. Bye.